हेलो स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू स्टडी आई क्यूज इनिशिएटिव द पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट दीपांश मूरजानी सो गेट योर जूसेस फ्लोइंग बिकॉज इट इज टाइम फॉर द पॉडकास्ट ऑफ द डे इन द लास्ट एपिसोड वी हैड डिस्कस्ड वन वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टॉपिक रिलेटेड टू योर एग्जाम विच वॉज इश्यूज ऑफ गवर्नर सो ऑल द न्यू लिसनर्स आउट देयर कैन लिसन टू आर प्रीवियस एपिसोड्स नॉट ओनली ऑन यूट्यूब बट ऑल्सो ऑन ऑल द ऑडियो स्ट्रीमिंग प्लेटफॉर्म्स लाइक स्पॉटिफाई हब हॉपर एपल पॉडकास्ट एटसेट्रा इन टूडेज एपिसोड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस नेशनल इमरजेंसी सर फर्स्ट थिंग्स फर्स्ट कैन यू गिव अस अ ब्रीफ आइडिया अबाउट इमरजेंसी एंड वाई डू वी इम्पोज इमरजेंसी The emergency provisions are contained in Part 18 of Indian Constitution, from Article 352 to Article 360. These provisions enable the central government to satisfy any abnormal situations effectively. The central government becomes all powerful during the emergency period, and the state go under control of the union. the rationality behind the incorporation of these provisions of indian constitution is to protect the sovereignty unity integrity and security of the nation and the democratic political system and the constitution in itself in the context of national emergency dr b r ambedkar observed that likewise in usa the federal system is intact in any situation however on the other hand the constitution of india can be both unitary as well as federal as per the situation in normal times it is framed to work as a federal system however in times of emergency the unitary system prevails there are three types of emergency under constitution of india number 1 national emergency which is due to war external aggression or armed rebellion The second emergency is state emergency. Under Article three hundred and fifty-six, it is mentioned that due to the failure of constitutional machinery in states, this is popularly also known as President's Rule. The third emergency is financial emergency. Under Article three hundred and sixty, due to a threat to a financial contingency or credibility of India, financial emergency can be invoked. Sir, what are the provisions of national emergency under Article three hundred and fifty-two? National emergency under Article three hundred and fifty-two provides that if the president is satisfied that a grave emergency exists, whereby the safety of India or any part of India is threatened, either by war or external aggression or even armed rebellion, he may make a proclamation of emergency. in respect of the whole of india or any particular part of india a proclamation of emergency can be made even before the actual occurrence of any incidents if the president is satisfied that there is imminent danger of war external aggression or armed rebellion thus actual occurrence of events mentioned in article 352 is not essential an imminent danger of war or external aggression or armed rebellion is adequate for the proclamation of emergency the president shall not issue a proclamation without consulting the union cabinet that is the council of ministers and the prime minister including such a proclamation may be issued and has been communicated to him in writing from the council 
This means that the emergency will be declared only on the conformity of the cabinet and not merely on the advice of the prime minister. However, the word satisfaction used in Article 352 does not mean that the personal satisfaction of the president, but it is the satisfaction of the cabinet as a whole. The power to declare emergency can be exercised by the president only on the recommendations of the Council of Ministers. Sir, we are curious to understand Supreme Court's observations in case of national emergency. In Minerva Mill Limited versus Union of India case, the Supreme Court held that there is no bar or limitation to judicial review of the validity of proclamation of emergency issued by President under Article 352 subsection 1. This proclamation of emergency can be challenged in any court of law on the basis of malafide for the declaration that was wholly based on extraneous and irrelevant facts or it is absurd or perverse. Sir, what is the duration of national emergency? And as you had mentioned that before proclaiming national emergency, President has to consult the cabinet. So what is the procedure of its approval? Prior to 44th Amendment Act 1978, a proclamation of emergency could remain in force for two months in the first instance. However, once approved by parliament, the emergency could remain in force for indefinite time of period, as long as the executive wanted it to continue. However, the nature of indefinite period changed in 44th Amendment Act. 44th Amendment has curtailed the power of executive to extend the operations of emergency unnecessarily. After the 44th Amendment, proclamation of emergency could remain in force in the first instance for only one month. Such a proclamation, if approved, shall remain in force for the period of six months unless revoked earlier. This resolution approving a proclamation must be passed by both the Houses of Parliament by a very special majority that is by majority of the total members of each house and also a majority of not less than two-third of the members present and voting in each house. For the further continuance of emergency beyond the six months period, approval of parliament would be required every six months. If the proclamation is issued at the time when the Lok Sabha has been dissolved or the dissolution of the Lok Sabha takes place during the period of six months without approving the proclamation, then the proclamation remains until 30 days from the first setting of Lok Sabha after its reconstruction. Sir, now we are inquisitive to understand the process of revocation of national emergency. Till now we have understand how national emergency comes into picture, what are its provisions, and how it is being approved. Now let's try to understand how national emergency is being removed. A proclamation of emergency may be revoked by president at any time by a subsequent proclamation. That proclamation does not require any parliamentary approval as such. The president shall revoke a proclamation if the Lok Sabha passes a resolution it or disapproving its continuance where a notice in writing signed by not less than one-tenth of the total members of Lok Sabha. 
the notice should be given to the speaker if the lower house means lok sabha is in session or this notice can be given to the president if the house is not in the session a special sitting of lok sabha shall be held within 14 days from the date on which the notice is being received by the speaker or by president for the purpose of considering the resolution so while understanding national emergency students often get confused between two types of resolutions one is the resolution of disapproval and the other is resolution of approval so can you elucidate on the differences between these resolutions a resolution of disapproval is required to be passed by lok sabha only while the dispatch only while the resolution approving one needs to pass by both the houses of parliament however the resolution for disapproval is to be done by a very simple majority while the resolution for approving the proclamation needs to be passed by a special majority by both the houses sir as you had mentioned that during the period of national emergency center becomes powerful so what are the other effects of national emergency a proclamation of national emergency has drastic and wide ranging effects on the political system of the government the consequences can be grouped into three categories number 1 effect on the center state relations number 2 effect on life of lok sabha and state assembly number 3 effect on fundamental rights effects on the center state relations while a proclamation of emergency is in force the center state relation undergo basic changes executively during a national emergency the executive power of center extending to the directing any state regarding the way in which state should exercise its executive power in normal times the union can give executive directions to a state only on certain specified matters thus the state government are brought under the complete control of the center though they are not suspended second effect in center state relation is in legislative domain during a national emergency the parliament is empowered to make laws on any subject matter mentioned in the state list though the legislative power of state legislature is not suspended it becomes subject to the overriding powers of parliament the laws made by the parliament on the state matters will not be functioning after the emergency ceases to operate the third domain in center state relation get affected due to national emergency is finance while a proclamation of national emergency is in process the president can either reduce or cancel the transfers of finances from center to state every such order of president has to be laid before the both houses of parliament the second effect of national emergency is on the life of lok sabha and state assembly while a proclamation of national emergency is in process the life of lok sabha is also extended beyond its normal term of 5 years by a law of parliament for one more year at a time however this extension cannot continue beyond a period of 6 months after the emergency has ceased to operate similarly the parliament may extend the normal tenure of a state legislative assembly of 5 years by one more year each time during a national emergency subject to a minimum period of 6 months after the emergency has ceased to operate sir 
अंडरस्टैंडिंग नेशनल इमरजेंसीज अफेक्ट ऑन फंडामेंटल राइट्स बिकम्स मैंडेटरी फॉर एनी यूपीएससी एस्पिरेंट सो कैन यू इलेबोरेट दिस इफेक्ट द थर्ड एंड मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट अफेक्ट ऑफ नेशनल इमरजेंसी इज ऑन फंडामेंटल राइट आर्टिकल थ्री हंड्रेड एंड फिफ्टी एट एंड आर्टिकल थ्री हंड्रेड एंड फिफ्टी नाइन सेट्स आउट द अफेक्ट ऑफ नेशनल इमरजेंसी ऑन फंडामेंटल राइट्स आर्टिकल थ्री हंड्रेड एंड फिफ्टी एट डील्स विद द सस्पेंशन ऑफ द एलिमेंटल राइट्स गारंटेड बाई आर्टिकल नाइनटीन वाइल आर्टिकल थ्री हंड्रेड एंड फिफ्टी नाइन डील्स विद द सस्पेंशन ऑफ अदर फंडामेंटल राइट्स एक्सेप्ट गारंटेड बाई आर्टिकल ट्वेंटी Let's try to understand according to Article three fifty eight what rights are being suspended. When a proclamation of national emergency is formed, the six fundamental rights under Article nineteen are automatically suspended. No separate order for their suspension is required. However, the forty fourth Amendment Act nineteen seventy eight restricted the scope of Article three hundred and fifty eight, providing that the six fundamental rights under Article nineteen will be suspended only and only if the national emergency is asserted on the ground of war or external aggression and the national emergency based on armed rebellion cannot suspend the article 19 altogether the second suspension of fundamental right is mentioned in article 359 the president is authorized to suspend the right to move any court for the enforcement of fundamental rights during the national emergency in other words the fundamental rights are not the suspension of enforcement relates to only those fundamental rights that are as per the presidential order sir thank you for giving us the information dear listeners it is time to conclude this episode of the podcast in the next episode we will be back with another topic Till then stay connected with Study IQ and keep studying. You can listen to Study IQ presents the podcast on various audio streaming platforms like Spotify, Hubhopper, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast etc. Links are pinned in the comment section below. Thank you.